0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Oh my goodness, I am thrilled to be back for Joe's second episode here on the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles. And I'm the founder of Defy the Status Quo, which you should definitely turn to if you are interested in developing and nurturing your radically authentic brand. But I have with me Joe Mann of Insights and Outreach. This is his second episode on the podcast. And last week, we heard a bit about his story, how he got into sales, the keys to becoming a better salesperson, and the fact that as an agency, his agency, Insights and Outreach, their values are transparency and ethics. Two of their most important values. And that is what makes them a defiant business, a defiant agency, a defiant group of people beating back the status quo in the sales industry. So, Joe, thanks again for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me back, Ruthie.
0: All right. So, the title of this episode, we had a good chuckle about it before we started recording. (laughs) We had a good chuckle about it. But we're here today to talk about the three step sales process that most people maybe you who are listening, uh, that you're probably jacking up. And I feel like anybody who listens to this episode, their, their bell is going off. They're like, wait, three steps, three steps. Like when the first sales script I got, I think it had like nine different parts to it. So Joe's over here, like (laughs) three steps. And I'm like, but I learned nine. I learned nine, Joe, and, you know, even I think the process I use has about four steps. So I'm kind of interested in that process I use now. No longer nine steps, usually about four. So I'm interested to hear what this three-step sales process is because it sounds very much preferable to the nine-step, 12-step, whatever. So please just tell us about it. I'm going to be interjecting questions. So sorry if I take this down a rabbit hole. Not That's really. Sorry. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right all, so three-step sales going process. Down.
1: So there's actually two separate three-step sales processes Mm -hmm. um, that we're working on IP naming because obviously it's very confusing. However, the main three-step sales process that we build for our clients is actually everything that happens before the phone call, the phone call itself, and then everything after the phone call. So obviously, Mm -hmm. phase one, we call that persuasion. Essentially, you're marketing, it's selling.
0: Hold on, hold on, sorry. I just want to draw attention to the fact that you said... Before we get on the call, before we get on the call, I hope everybody heard that you are selling before you get on the call. Sorry, Joe. I just want to make sure people were paying attention to that. That's
1: okay. That's all right. You're selling from the first message. It's your brand. It's your identity. It's how you show up. It's who you are. It's every every bit about that goes into a buying decision. But when you're looking at everything before the call, like I said, it's the brand. It's the messaging. It's anything in your reminder sequence. Oddly enough, we've had people get on the phone with us and like, I really appreciate the reminder sequence you guys have in place. Like it was perfect. I Like I just got on it at, at the right time. And it's like, okay. And it's just like, we could just copy calendars, but it's like, Hey, here's a 24 hour reminder. And we add in some value. Here's a three hour reminder. Here's your call. That's it. It's the one, two, three. And that's, it's the reminder thing. But we've had so many people come to us and be like, this has been great. Like, it's like, it just keeps in front of me. And I've had salespeople come to me and be like, yeah, I didn't even think of doing that. Really?
0: And then they're surprised when somebody doesn't show up.
1: (laughs) Yep. There's so much value to be given before, but the key is to not overdo it. Right? So like, there's people who are like, here's my free form. Here's my video, put your Facebook pixel on our thing. And here's another video of here's a bunch of testimonials and here's all this stuff. And it's, it's quite frankly, overkill. And also, as you know, I mean, you have kids, so it's probably more pertinent to you. Kids hate homework and as children, we hated homework. So When people say, oh, here's our sales call. You're getting on. You're going to hop on with my team and here's some homework. People are like, eh. Most of the time, and we're even seeing like a 30, 60, 90 second video converts a lot better. And it actually does a lot better too, because there's a little bit more given on the back end where it's more so like, hey, you're getting on with my team. Here's what to expect. And people are fully bought into the call before they even get on. Mm -hmm. And it's really one of the most wondrous things too, because it, it decreases the friction on that initial call. Right. As I'm sure you've know, you've gotten on call with people and it's like, there's this little bit of like, not I don't want to say awkwardness, but like weirdness where like you guys are speaking a little bit of different languages and there's just a little bit of a catch-up. But when you're already giving them that value up front and you're speaking your language to them, you're downloading that into them. So by the time they get on the call, they already know how you talk and how you are and how your firm kind of does things. For us, we're a sales team, but I make sure that people know we're a very low pressure sales team. I have no interest in very high-pressure sales. It's not really my thing, but I make a point of that. So when you get on the call, if you're looking for a high-pressure sales team, you're probably going to cancel the call. And I want that because I don't want you on. But if you're looking for a low-pressure sales team that's going to help you build a business for longevity, I want you on the call. So I'm going to say that in the video. So that's everything before the call. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at the call, obviously, I mean... You, you could go a million different routes. There's a million different scripts, but the three-step process that we follow on the call is really where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what's holding you back? Those three things, those aren't the only three things that you need, but those are the three biggest things to figure out why are you on the call right now? Where do you want to be? Why are you talking to me? And how am I the hill that you have to go over to get to the other side? And then also what's been holding you back? Why don't you have this yet? There's a bunch of free information out there. So why don't you have it? Right. Yeah. And when you really are able to break these things down, like we don't use a script. We have a framework. And I'm very much so against scripts because no conversation is if A, then B. It's always very open-ended. So there's a couple of questions, a couple of tie downs that we reference that we need to know beforehand. But when you come in from the side of like, okay, how can I just go deeper into this and get a better understanding of this person Mm -hmm. rather than how can I ask the best question to get me the sale? it makes all the more difference. And when when you focus on those three things, you could dive deeper into each one of those things. So like, where are you now? Well, I'm at 5K a month. Okay, 5K consistently. How many clients do you have? Where are you at? And like, you could dive deeper into it, but it gives you such an umbrella to go into because people love to talk. So you might even open up the call, like, tell me about yourself. And they're going to be like, well, back in 1940-something, I was born and did this, this, and this. And then I launched the business and then I'm at 5K a month. And now I'm at that. And they might give you everything you need for the sales call. It just happens. So you can't do a script for that, but you can have things where you're like going back and listening, active listening and kind of regurgitating what they're saying back to you. Those things on a sales call completely make the difference. Then you move into the follow-up, which most people struggle with because they just don't do it. But there's a few different avenues for follow-up. And a lot of people stick with, okay, I just Facebook message this person. Then I got them on a call. I'm only going to Facebook message them. I get off the call with them, send them a follow-up Facebook message. Day later, send them a follow-up Facebook message. Don't hear from them for a little while. Send them a follow-up Facebook message. Meanwhile, you have their email, you have their phone number if they book through a calendar. So you could do different things. Now, one of the key follow-up principles that we focus on is not following up to get a sale. Because if I'm following up with you to get a sale, I'm just going to hit you up and be like, hey, Ruthie, so we spoke about that 10K program. How do you feel? You'll be like, what? No. But if we spoke about a specific problem you had, and let's just say sales, for instance, and I follow you up with you, I'm not going to follow up with you like, hey, are you ready to get started? More like, hey, here's an article that was... Pertaining to what we spoke about the other day, thought thought it'd be interesting for you to, to see. Probably the least salesy message you can send, but the most compassionate and caring one. Because if I have an issue with show rates or something, mm-hmm. and we talk a little bit about it, and you know, like ultimately you end up like this isn't for you at the end of the call, and I'm going to follow up with you. But if I come across this article that's increased your show rates, I'm going to send that to you, and you'll be like, what the hell? That's super appreciated. It's just law of reciprocity at that point. Yeah. And if you continually do that for people, people will become more appreciative of you, of your brand and how you do things. And they're just going to come back to you. I've, I've made two sales off of that article sale, by the way. Because I've spoken to someone we spoke about. One of them was the show rate thing. And then another one was a follow-up process. Mm-hmm. Two struggles. And I have a document that I, I keep that I always recommend our clients have is like a document of like articles that pertain to the problems of your avatar. Absolutely. And just ship it out to them. Like hey, here's a couple of things that we spoke about. Here's a couple of different perspectives on it. Changes the game completely. But it's such a different vibe from following up for a sale versus following up for here's some value. So that's a long-winded breakdown of the three-step process there.
0: Okay, all right. So let's let's do a. So now that we've gotten all that, uh, and anybody who's who's listening right now, let's give them the. Okay, Joe just did that. Here it is again. One.
1: Two, three. All right. One, persuasion process. Everything you do before the call sells the person before they get even on the call. Number two is the phone call. You want to make sure that you're focusing on where they are now, where they want to be, and what's been holding them back. And then you obviously dive deeper into those questions. And then three is following up to give value, not just following up for the sale. Ooh,
0: ooh. Like I feel like my follow up process is pretty good. Although to be fair, like I'm not managing like hundreds. Of people to follow up with but I'm in the habit of like checking out social media you know like hey what's going on with this person because what I don't want to do is be like oh hey I just wanted to check in with you since I hadn't heard from you in a while and then you know to see on their social media right they're like dog died yeah right like (laughs) oh yeah right which would just like because even from a non- Like, even if I'm, I am, I have good intentions. If I don't take that step to even just check out their social media, imagine how I'm going to feel when I find out that their dog got hit by a car or whatever, like, I'm going to feel like shit, right? Yep. Yep. Like, so I, I, I love that you're like, Hey, what, what can you give them to remind? Like, it's almost like a reminder, like, Hey, I know you probably get on a lot of calls, but I listened and I paid Mm -hmm. attention and I read this, and I thought of you. I followed up with somebody the other day because I saw 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 a different person at a networking event, a virtual one, who reminded me of that person. And that's what I put in the subject line: "I met somebody who reminded me of you today." <laughs> and that I followed up with them.
1: But that's but that's the least salesy way you could do it. And and a lot of people think like follow up is just like all right, I have to follow up people who don't buy from me. And It's not really the case. It's right. You follow up with relationships. You follow up with a lot of people. Like, I mean, you and I, like our relationship, picked off because I liked one of your posts, and you were like, "Oh, I should probably send him a message." And yeah. then that was that was like five months ago. But what's crazy is like when you focus on really just giving the value and 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 not coming from a place of just buy from me. You didn't buy from me last time. It completely changes it because you never know what's going to happen. to that person on the other end could be like, "Oh, wait, I love this guy. I like what he does. I'm not in a position for him right now, but." Two of my clients are,
0: yes, yes, and I've I've had clients who were not in a position for me at that time. Like so, let's see. I have I have one person that I'm working with right now. I've worked with them twice this year for for different things that they've done. And before they moved forward with me, we had known each other for two and a half years professionally. We knew each other. We met at a networking event, and I just focused on the relationship. Like we we became very close. You know. People and and this person has worked with me twice now has been like boom and but like you said before that though this person was referring people to me like yeah. has become has been one of my super fans if you will so yeah. I'm not I'm not a sales expert and I I'm just like yes 100 I have seen that evidence in my own business
1: I think even if you don't really even need to be a sales expert you, if you're a relationship person and you don't even need to be I don't even think you need to be an expert at that but like you're a very highly emotionally intelligent person so like you have that capacity for that but i find that a lot of people who are just more relational based and just Mm -hmm. like hey like this is how we can help you and this is like i strongly believe that my service and this is by the way what every salesperson should believe is that my service is going to solve the problem that you have then there's no reason why i can't help you here there's no reason i won't help you here and even if even if my fee isn't right or we just can't seem to come to some sort of a conclusion, you're not dead. doesn't mean buy or die. That person might just be like, Hey, this was super valuable. Right now's not the time. That's perfectly fine too. I mean, this is one thing to keep in mind is like, not everybody's going to be a one call close. Then again, not everybody's going to be a long-term relationship to nurture. So it's just okay. like when you're dating, right? Some people are like more, Relationship-based people, then the others. If you're looking for a relationship, you're going to go toward the relationship-based people. If you're looking for the other, you go to the others, right? So, oh my goodness!
0: So now I have another. I have another (laughs) metaphor for the high-pressure salespeople. They're like those people out at the club looking for a one-night stand.
1: Pick up artist, one-night stand. Yep.
0: (laughs) 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 They need to close right now. And yeah. if you don't, then they're like, you're not that hot anyway. Then, right?
1: then and they next make one. you
0: feel like
1: shit. Yep. So, I mean, I use that analogy. I use the dating analogy all the time because good I, as if you've been through a couple of years of dating, you've probably run into both types of people. If you've been in a couple of months of sales, you probably have run into both types of people and you nurture them differently. or Well, technically you do things differently. So it's the same thing with those types of people Is is when you're more in tune with who's on the other end of the line, you can make those decisions more informed rather than like, if I come across you and you're ready to buy today, I'm not going to be like, okay, well, let's just wait three months and like, wait to see if you're good to go. And you're like, no, I'm good today. Like I'm good now. So we'll go now rather than someone who's like, look, I'm not really ready to do this right now. Financially, this isn't a good fit for me. Like, okay. When do you think this is going to be a good fit for you? Like, oh, maybe a month or two. Great. I'm following up with you in a month or two. That's another thing with a follow-up, by the way, is follow-up when they when you say you will. Don't just mm-hmm. follow up the follow-up. It's like, if I follow up with you at Tuesday at two o'clock, your number's dialed in my phone at Tuesday 159. So I'm ready for you. But make sure that like you're listening to the, the person on the other end of the line because there are cues that you listen to that are more like, okay, I'm ready now versus I need some time. So the I always relate it back to the relationship thing because that's the people are, well, people are people and they have the same behavior. So I I find it very similar.
0: That is so true. Oh, my goodness. I I love that. One thing. So just in the spirit of transparency, right, I, I want to take now I want to take a closer look at my pre call process. I have one. So that's like a bonus, right? Some people don't have one, but I want to take a closer look at that now based on our conversation, because I'm sure there are opportunities for creativity there that I haven't taken advantage of. And I'm, I'm sure that that's true for a lot of people in terms of looking at those different areas, but this has been amazing. We're going to have to like, I know we've talked about it. We've talked about some other ideas for us in terms of collaboration. We really have to get on that. I think <laughs> as two very emotionally intelligent folk in this online services type of space. I I think that we could really create some, some awesome, helpful content there. For sure. But again, if you did not catch Joe's episode from last week, I highly encourage you to go do that. And his social links are here in the description of the episode. Click on those, go look him up, check out his content. I think the reason why Joe and I vibe so well is because no matter where you find Joe, in person, online, you know, linkedin facebook wherever you find him he's still joe thank you what you see is what you get so the way you heard him here is the way you're gonna hear him anywhere else so i think that's probably why we vibe so well so be sure to go follow him. If you got any questions that came from this episode, Joe and his team, they're rapidly creating all of these different assets and everything. So if you follow him, sometimes they drop free training or you know print, printables and things like that. So definitely stay in touch with him and that way you can gobble up some of these great golden nuggets of wisdom. But Joe, thank you so much for joining me today and doing this with me. Of
1: course. Thank you for having me. And one thing I did just want to say too, as well is in our our Facebook group, if you join, you actually do get a free customized piece of training. So if there's something we spoke about today that you're not really clear on, join the group and let us know. So if you join, I'll have Ruthie put the link below. If you join, let us know what it is and we'll put it together. And we have a portal resources that's free for you to access that has all of the trainings and stuff that we do with our team, with our clients and stuff. So this way you could catch up on recordings and get some of the same material that people pay for. So Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me, Ruthie. This is a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Okay, everybody. So please, like I said, make sure you click on those social links below. And now that we're done here, I'm going to go ahead and go find out how come I'm not in Joe's Facebook group. So (laughs) you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at DefyTheStatusQuoBiz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.